Good morning. Welcome to Mornings with Ken Hurd, Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m. And once in a while, there's a Saturday show. Hey, come on in, take your shoes off, and stay a while. And welcome to my mobile studio again. Once again, I am in my mobile studio, so you're going to hear some noise and traffic and rattling of the car and horns beeping and pigs flying in the sky and cats and dogs and but uh hey come on in sit back enjoy the show i'll be right back i see trouble coming closer every day i see trouble coming i just gotta get away i hear distant thunder rumbling at my feet I see people going crazy in the street That's right I see trouble and trouble is here and I don't think it's going away anytime soon do you folks? Yeah, with the coronavirus and the lack of uh, workers to fill positions and businesses and social unrest and oh my goodness, trouble, trouble, trouble. But I don't have any answers to them. Really, none of us do. We can't solve all these problems. Social unrest and oh my goodness and COVID and oh my, so much trouble. But then again... Maybe I do have the solution to the trouble in our current day. That's right. You know, I don't, I I don't have to worry about it so much, you know? Um, You know, people, unfortunately, you know, very sadly, um, people have passed away from COVID. You know, I've lost a close friend. Um, recently and uh, there's trouble there's sickness and disease but it's been that way since the beginning of uh, of uh, time throughout the centuries you know all the plagues and all the different viruses and all that kind of stuff but this is real for us because we're living in 2021 so this is real for us and it's troubling But I think, you know, I don't have to worry so much because I believe God has it all under control. This, as my pastor friend says, this was a surprise to God. God isn't up there wringing his hands like, oh, I wasn't expecting this to happen. Now what do I got to do? No, God knew this was coming. And God isn't worried He's got this. We don't know what the solutions are as humans. We don't know what the end result looks like. But we have a Heavenly Father who knows what all the solutions are and what, what he's gonna what plan he has in mind. He already knows how all this is gonna turn out. And uh, 
sure, there, there's going to be hard times that's probably going to keep coming. But when your final, your final hope is in Christ of the Bible, you don't have to worry so much. Because we know that once we, once we die, um, we're on to um, meeting our Heavenly Father. And uh, we have a place to go after this life. This life isn't all there is. But now in the meantime, it is, it is troubling um, when, when you have loved ones pass away and, and bad things happen. It can be troubling. So I think that's why it's so important to know what you believe in. What do you believe in? If this is all there is to life, then then I, I could see why you, you, you might be a little bit um, troubled. You know, you, you lose a loved one and, and, and they're not here with you and they're gone. And of course, if you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, you're never going to see them again. But for those who follow Jesus Christ, we have a hope of seeing our loved ones again if they place their hope in Christ. And um, I'm so thankful for that hope. I'm not sure what the purpose of life would be if we didn't have hope in Christ Jesus. Um, I, I was talking to a friend um, that I met for coffee recently. And um, you notice all, all the meetings I have with friends are always over coffee. Hmm, something, something about that. But um, we were just sharing with each other, talking about, you know, illnesses and sickness and different diseases that, you know, we, you know, you lose family members over and, and, you know, there's certain things doctors can do to prolong someone's life. And, you know, if they're an older person, they, the doctors may be able to prolong their life, but at what, you know, at what condition, you know, is, you know, because I think as humans, we want to live as long as possible, which makes sense. You know, who, who, who wants to die? Um, but then again, who wants to live in a, um, a state of just clinging on and, uh, in a state of grave sickness but in our human heart we strive to live we strive to live and the, and and of course there's nothing wrong with that of course but I'm okay I'm okay with Christ 
deciding it's time for me to go home because I don't have a choice in the matter. And Christ is going to take me home when he wants to. And there's going to be no more sickness and death and dying and tears in heaven. So I'm happy with my life. I, I, I enjoy, I try to make the most of life and enjoy it. But if God would call me home, I know he knows what's best. And, you know, it, it's difficult for family to deal with the death of a loved one. But what a blessed assurance that Jesus is mine and I have a home in heaven and uh, I'm going to see my loved ones again if they place their trust in Christ. If you don't have a faith in Christ, what are you living for? What is your purpose? Where is your hope against the struggle and troubled times that we live in? Where is your hope? Are you just living for each day? Where do you go when you die? Where do you go when you die? Do you just cease to exist? Do you just cease to exist? If so, why does it matter how you live in this life? If, if there is nothing else but this life, then how, how does it matter the way you live your life today on earth. Why be kind? Why be gentle? If this is all there is. But I believe there's much, much more to life. And I'm confident. Um, I'm confident in my faith in Christ. Like the old time pastors used to say, I'm not sure how theologically correct it was, but it's it's the general point. Um, you know, uh, uh, in Christianity, we call salvation or getting saved, um, refer to getting saved. That means saved from death and hell and, and made alive to Christ in heaven. So, the old past, the old time pastors used to say, somebody say, well, how do you know that you're saved? And uh, the old time pastor would respond, well, I was there when it happened, so I guess I ought to know. And uh, really that reference, um, a point where 
you cried out to um, Jesus and, you, you know, you, you, you asked for forgiveness of sins. You put your faith, trust, and hope in Jesus Christ. And uh, you could do that today even, you know, um, if you're unsure of your eternity, what's going to happen to you after you die? Well, according to the Bible and Christianity, the creator of this world loved you so much. John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. And that message goes out to you today. There's a creator. He sent his son to this earth to be the sacrifice to forgive all of man's sins. And Christ died on a cross, took the sins of the world on his back, and there could be a great exchange, a great exchange happening. Christ giving himself up for you. Give your life to Christ and you have a hope of a future. And it's as simple as it's as simple as recognizing that you're fallen, you're sinful. The creator of the world cannot accept sin. Through the first man, man and woman, Adam and Eve, they both sinned against God. And that put humanity under the curse of sin. Through Adam and Eve, all men are guilty of sin. Whether, you know, hey, it was stealing that cookie out of the cookie jar. It was just sinful. Um, when they sinned, they died. And in their dying, they died. In dying, they die. Spiritually and physically. And we're born into it. We can't help it. So you have to recognize, hey, I'm a sinner. But there is forgiveness offered through Jesus Christ. And it's as simple as, as uh, confessing your sin and recognizing that there is a Savior, Jesus Christ, the, God the Father, the only one true God. And, uh, you know, as simple as saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Thank you for your shed blood on the cross covering my sin for offering forgiveness Lord I ask that your Holy Spirit would make me alive in Christ open my eyes I allow Jesus Christ to come into my life be the Lord of my life and I want to serve him all my days it's as simple as that and Christ will forgive you. Christ will. God will forgive you because Christ took your sin and punishment for you. And if, and, and if you did that, you're now, if you prayed that prayer, 
you're now a follower of Christ. But there's a whole lot more to it in the sense of you're in Christ and you have to live in Christ. Live in Christ. And, uh, you know, that, that, that means there's going to be sanctification. You're going to be a changed person. There is no change without tension. You're going to be a changed person. The old life will die off and you're going to have a new life in Christ. And there's a, there's a word in Christianity called sanctification. After salvation, God is working within you. Christ in you with the Holy Spirit is working to sanctify you. And uh, what that means is the old self is going to die off and the new self is going to come alive in Christ. Things you used to do, you're not, you're not going to want to do anymore. Christ is, you're going to be moved into holiness, separated, set apart, and becoming more like Christ every day. So, hey, if you said that prayer for the first time um, this morning, go ahead and email, email me at kenlotney at yahoo.com. kenlotney at yahoo.com. And just uh, let me know. And um, now you have faith in Christ. You have a purpose in living. God's got a plan for you. you got a job to do. And uh, get yourself in a good local church. If you're unsure of what local church to go to, something, what should you look for? Um, email me, kenlotney.com. That's K-E-N-L-O-U-G-H-N-E-Y at yahoo.com. And uh, all right, hey, let's take a break. I'll be right back. Thanks for bearing with me during that break. But hey, if if, uh, if you're new to Christ and don't think that your life is going to be easy now, easy peasy, and all is going to go well, and uh, life's going to be easy, it's not going to be hard. No, you know what? Life is still hard even for the believers in Christ. We're all still in this world, in this fallen world, and we all got to go through trouble and trials. But the great thing about being in Christ is God places the Holy Spirit within you 
to help you, to give you the strength and power, the dunamis, the power to live for him despite the troubles and sickness and disease. You are empowered with the Holy Spirit to live through this life, in this life, through the good times and bads. That's what you have. God loves you so much that he is going to walk with you through this life. And I I do want to warn those that are new to Christianity, new, new to the faith. It is really important that you find a church body to to begin your growth in. And um, like I said, you can con- contact me, K-E-N-L-O-U-G-H-N-E-Y at yahoo.com if you need help finding a, a church. But I want to warn you, um, unfortunately, as, as great as Christianity is throughout history and and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I kind of want to give you a warning. Um, If you're, if you watch TV, television, and you see some uh, crazy so-called Christian ministers on TV and they're asking for money and they're talking about, uh, your best life now. They're talking about uh, talking about. Hey, you can have anything you want because you're a child of God. Just name it and claim it. You want a new car? Just ask God for the new car and claim it. Believe it, and uh, you're going to get it. Or you, you know, you're, you're sick, or a loved one is sick, and they tell you, "Hey, all you got to do is pray and, and believe and have faith, and they're going to get well." And uh, and in many cases, they are still sick, and, and they may pass away from their illness. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of preachers on tele, television that could easily lead you astray, and so many of them are false teachers. So I'm just encouraging you to stay away from TV evangelists until you're a little bit built up into faith. And you know a little bit more into the faith. Um, But the best thing you could do right now is get you a Bible. You can find a Bible anywhere. Anywhere. Um, I remember my my old friend who recently passed away, um, later became a, a minister. He said when he got saved, he didn't know where to get a Bible. He didn't know where to buy a Bible from. He found one at Kmart and bought his first Bible at Kmart. He didn't know where to buy a Bible at. And um, so it doesn't matter where you buy it at. But, um, um, of course, you know, you guys know how to buy stuff online, the Holy Bible, um, bookstores, anywhere, Walmart, Salesman. Um, I would suggest uh, there's different versions, meaning how it's translated into English to help us better understand it. So I would suggest um, you're going to see different versions out there, and most of them are really, really, really good. Um, you're going to see a King James version, which is very old English. You probably want to stay away from that one just until you're more mature in Christ. Just the language. There's nothing wrong with it. Just the the old English language. 
Um, you can get the new international version and you can also get the ESV. Um, a lot of people are reading the ESV um, right now. It's, it's, it's probably one of the best translations out there. I particularly love the uh, NIV or the New American Standard. But um, ESV is a great version of the Bible to get, easy to read. And uh, so that's where you kind of start. Get yourself a Bible, dig into it, start to read it. Because God speaks through his word. You're gonna, your eyes are going to be opened up. You're going to read stuff and go, wow, I didn't know that. And then, so that's the first thing you need to do. Get yourself a Bible. But then, you know what? You're going to help. You're going to need some help understanding what you're reading. So that's why it's, it's going to be very important for you to belong to a local church and get some seniored Christians in there who there's nothing special about them, but they've, they're seniors, they're senior saints. They're, they're seasoned in the word. They've been where you are. They once were just like you. And now they've, they've grown and they've gotten to read the word for years and, and have been under good uh, teaching. So they're just going to be there to help you, to help you understand what you're reading. Um, so take it, take advantage of that. In fact, the Bible tells us um, in Scripture to don't forget to be around other believers so, so you can be taught and fed the Word of God and understand it. They'll help you understand what all these Scripture verses you're going to read mean. And, and there's no shame in that. We all start somewhere. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride you're going to learn so much. You're going to ask questions and, hey, you know what? The, while you're reading your Bible, the Lord may speak to you and you may have something to share that someone else didn't see the first time they read it. And that's what's great about the Holy Bible. It, it's it's alive. It's alive. And, and God uses it to teach us. So go out and get you a Bible. Get you a, a good church to go to and uh, start your journey with Christ. Okay, guys, I know today was kind of a, a heavy spiritual show, but um, I didn't know I was really going to go in that direction, but we did. So, uh, hey, I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, not every day is always so uh, spiritual and, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> deep, but uh, hey, thanks for jumping in my mobile studio with me. I hope you have a great Monday. Let's do this again tomorrow. I'll kind of lighten it up a little bit, all right? All right, love you guys. Bye-bye.